and greed. I thought things were supposed to improve. I thought the future was supposed to be better. After listening listening to these sceptical words, the cartoon character Hobbes replies, The problem with the future is that it keeps turning into the present. Let's face it, some of us make resolutions in the new year, and it's almost the beginning of the new church year, in the hope that the future won't be just the same as the present. We want things to change for the better for us and for those we love. On a website, I read about the top 10 New Year's resolutions, and they were listed. Not surprisingly, the top four are health-related, but two of the 10 deal with the health of the soul, and they were become more spiritual and become a better person. In the most famous sermon ever preached, which we've heard read this morning in our gospel reading from the book of Matthew, Jesus sets out eight statements that would be likely to provide probably the best way to fulfill both these health of the soul resolutions. We know these statements as the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes illustrate how the ways of the world are completely at odds with God's ways. Though many think they will find happiness when they have the newest, the biggest, the shiniest, the most advanced thing on the market, be it home, car, motorhome, appliance, technology, whatever it is, Jesus says we find the happiness we seek by developing the true characteristics of Christian faith. And the eight Beatitudes help shape such Christian faith. Much has been written about each of them, And this morning I want to just briefly focus on the third beatitude. I wonder if you can remember it. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. In the Greek language, one word for meek is paros, which can also mean humble or gentle. This translation is the one most commonly used. However, another word for meek is paratus, and it has a slightly different and deeper meaning. Paratus has little to do with someone's outward behaviours or relationships, what people do, in other words, to be humble. Rather, it's about deep-seated grace, where you centre your actions around God, living a God-centred life. And in today's culture, Meekness or humility is often interpreted as weakness, but this is not how God sees it. Meekness or humility has more to do with both the body and mind. In fact, meekness or humility is more correctly a great source of power. Jesus is a perfect example of humility being a source of power. He was meek, but he was not weak. As he hung on the cross, he had all the power of heaven at his disposal, but he never used it. So we cannot interpret meekness or humility as lacking assertiveness or self-interest. As Psalm 37 verse 9 tells us, The meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Being humble allows us to delight in the abundance of peace which comes from God. Max Lucado, an American Christian author, captures this idea in his book called Applause, The Applause of Heaven. 
God applauds the poor in spirit. He cheers the mourners. He favours the meek. He smiles upon the hungry. He honours the merciful. He welcomes the pure in heart. He claps for the the peacemakers. And he rises to greet the persecuted. While Hobbes, in the cartoon mentioned earlier, didn't like how easily the future turns into the present, he also didn't understand that he had to make changes in the present in order to have the future he desired. Imagine, if you will, that you have a bank account that receives $86,000 every morning. You're told that you can spend this money any way you want, but at the end of the day, whatever you don't spend will be lost. I wonder what you would do. Perhaps you would try to spend it all or give it away. And And I'd ask you to consider this. Each day, you are given 86,000 seconds. You've got to use them all, the very best way you can, or they're lost. And this morning, I would ask you to reflect for just a few seconds on these Beatitudes, which we have heard this morning read, these eight essential characteristics of a Christian life, which you may have heard about often or even read about, but possibly seldom taken the time to reflect on. In the early Christian centuries, the Beatitudes were one of the three key texts for people who chose to follow Christ. Those three texts help newcomers to come to faith, and they help them to know what to believe, that was the creed that we say today, how to pray, that's the Lord's Prayer that we say today, and how to live their lives, that's the Beatitudes we've heard today. As I consider characters in the Bible, some characters come to mind that embraced what it means to be meek or humble. These characters include Moses. He often admitted that in his own strength, he was unable to do anything about what God was asking him to do. We're told that Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else on the face of the whole earth. And Daniel, one reason Daniel was used greatly by God was because of his humility. It is written that Daniel was told, Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come to respond to them. And Job was humble after experiencing unbelievable tragedy and after asking many questions When Job saw God for who he really was, he viewed himself in a whole new light, with humility. No matter what one's position, stage of life, perceived importance, we are called to practice humility. I recently came across the transcript of a radio conversation which took place on a US naval ship. American sailors spoke with Canadians off the coast of Newfoundland in October 1995. The radio conversation was released by the Chief of Naval Operations later in 1995. The Americans to the Canadians. Please divert your course 15 degrees to the north to avoid a collision. 
the Canadians, recommend you divert your course 15 degrees to the south to avoid a collision. The Americans, this is the captain of the US Navy ship. I say again, divert your course. The Canadians, no, I say again, you divert your course. The Americans, this is the aircraft carrier USS Lincoln, the second largest ship in the United States Atlantic Fleet. We are accompanied by three destroyers, three cruisers, and numerous support vessels. I demand that you change your course 15 degrees north. That's one five degrees north, or countermeasures will be undertaken to ensure the safety of the ship. The Canadians. This is a lighthouse. Your call now. <laughs> what Jesus was attempting to install in his disciples during his sermon on the Beatitudes was the importance of humility and a willingness to put others ahead of oneself. It's a, a lesson as relevant for, for followers of Christ today as it was 2,000 years ago. Certainly the captain of the USS Lincoln could have de developed quite a lot more of it. And I leave you with the words of the celebrated orchestra conductor, Leonard Bernstein, who was once asked, what is the hardest instrument to play? And he replied, second fiddle. I can always get plenty of first violinists, but to find one who plays second violin with as much enthusiasm or second French horn, or second flute. Now that's a problem. And yet if no one plays second, we have no harmony. We certainly need harmony in our challenging world in 2020 and beyond. Playing second fiddle with humility will ensure we play our part in God's plan. The Beatitudes inform Jesus' own life and ministry. They express who he was, what he valued, and how he behaved. In calling us to live out the Beatitudes, Jesus is really calling us to follow his example, to be Christ-like in who we are, what we value, and how we live in this world. Amen.